Yo, 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 what's going on, people? We back at it, man. Black Cold Podcast. And um, we are honored, gracious, humble hosts. And we're back, man. So today, I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> I'm going to finish talking about uh, what I talked on, what I touched on yesterday, as far as like the scheme, the scheming people, the scammers or whatever. And I just want to tell people, if you got scammed, don't feel bad because we've all gotten scammed. I've gotten scammed out of trips. Um, I never was a part of no Ponzi schemes or nothing like that, but I got scammed, you know, maybe once or twice. And I think that's my reluctancy to when people start saying, oh, you got to invest in this and that and the third. So I remember I was talking to my homie, a good friend of mine, and I was telling him, I said, yo, should we invest in Bitcoin? This is probably like uh, 2018-ish or early 19, uh, 2019. He was like, nah. He said, because at the end of the day, bro, and this is uh, this was years before the pandemic. Me and him had been talking about opportunities and what we should invest in. And and I just, I told him, I said, yo, a lot of that investing and all that stuff, that stuff is not guaranteed. Like I said yesterday, it's high risk, high reward. Some can pay off, some cannot pay off because at any given moment, you're going to lose money. And I'm not going to go back into all the alleged things that um, uh, Jay Morrison did or the alleged things that Greg Parker did. It's not alleged. Greg Parker was not paying people. That is in court documents. He had to pay people. So today, I got privy to more information about this guy, Cesar Pena. So it was this guy on YouTube. Um, his name is Eli. Uh, weird comment, where's Common Sense going or whatever. And he basically read the court documents off why... Um, this person that is suing Car- uh, Caesar, I kept on saying Carlos, but Caesar, why this person is suing Caesar Pena. They're, seizing, they're, they're suing Caesar because it, this is how it went. He came to this person and he said, listen, are you looking for an opportunity to invest? You'll get your money back plus 20%. So you're looking at around, uh, depends on how you break everything down. But for the sake of argument, she gave the first time she gave him 250 grand plus the plus on top of the 20%, she would have stand to gained about, uh, maybe this is 270, 265, 270 depends on how all the breakdowns is, you know, I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to crunch the numbers on here because I don't have any of the exact things in front of me. But for sure, she gave him $250,000. And he guaranteed um, a ROI, return on investment, ROI of 20%. He guaranteed this in five months. Here's a couple of factors when you're talking about selling properties, you're talking about rehabbing, are you talking about buying things? Number one is you buy the property, right? Number two is you rehab. Number three is the selling part. Now, where it gets tricky is the selling. 
because you have to look at the comps in the neighborhood. You have to see what other houses sold for. Um, and that is basically what you base your price off. Now, if I buy a property for just say 125, you gave me $250,000. So I have an additional 125 to do rehab, right? But me and you have an agreement that your money is going to buy the property. You know, with $250,000, how many properties that you can buy that are on the, what they consider the condemned list or the lien or the tax problems, whatever list, you can buy a lot of properties. And I don't know the exact workings of what this guy Caesar was doing um, or what he, you know, what he told his lady, but she presented evidence and they're moving forward with this case because she presented evidence of contracts that he breached twice, two agreements, five months was a guarantee. This is the, this. You have my guarantee in this contract that in five months, you're going to have $270,000. And I said something yesterday and I wasn't like, I, I, you know, I don't like putting bad information out there, but I happen to be correct about it because I said, if I give you a hundred thousand dollars towards a house to buy one, you cannot take my money and just say, all right, well, you're buying this house, but you already own the property. You can't take my money towards rehab. You have to take that out of whatever money you have. That's what you're supposed to do. That's your deal. I'm buying property. You're supposed to rehab it. We're investing. I invested in your property. I didn't invest in your construction company or whatever, whatever, whatever. But he gave this lady an agreement. They signed contracts the first time. He came and said, okay, she got money. And him knowing this, him leveraging his knowledge of, you know, how much money that this woman may have had or has. Well, if you got 250, give me another 250. I'll buy another property. Another five month guarantee, another 20 to 30% return on uh, investment. And she was supposed to be getting back a total of $600,000. So she put out 500, she came back with six. And And honestly, I'm not taking those type of deals because if I invest anything in the upwards of a hundred thousands and thousands of dollars, I need residual income. I don't want a, a, a oh, I just gave you 500. I only made a hundred thousand dollars. That's not a, that's not really to me. That's not really good enough for me. I'm speaking for myself. That's not good enough for me. I need residual income. If I put a half a million dollars into something, I need a residual income of $10,000 a month. At least that means that I can make money off of this. But they were saying this is an opportunity for us to sell or we can get tenants in there and we could do, you know know what I mean? It's, It's so many things that these people and how they play on words, because this is what these people do. These people play on words. They leverage, like I said, they leverage their relationships. They're in pictures with 50 Cent. They're in pictures with DJ Envy. Yesterday, I kind of shot DJ Envy a lot of, you know, um, I shot him a lot of, I gave him a lot of breaks. So I was basically copping pleas for him or trying to, no, he, not saying he knew what this guy was doing. 
but he was the face of everything because he's famous. He's he's using his celebrity to, to forge relationships for this guy. So another brother, Tony the Closer, he he said that this guy Caesar was trying to get a lot of people involved in these Ponzi schemes and and you know and all this stuff. So he said there's a lot of celebrities that got their money back from him. But you know how they got their money back. Because what this brother did, he's not our brother. I don't want to say that. When I say brother, I'm speaking of Tony the Closer. What this brother did was expose these two goofballs, DJ Envy and Caesar Pena. <coughs> he exposed them. And one thing um, I noticed with these people and these predatory things that they do, I noticed that when things start, when shit hits the fans, well, I didn't want to put this stuff on, on uh, social media, but you can't get mad at these other people that you scammed. And they said it was a whole lot of people that came and told him like, yo, these dudes been scamming. Because like I said, it's not a scam. It, uh, teaching a class is not a scam. That's not a scam. If I go to a class, I chose to go to said class. Whether it's information, like I said, some shit you do research on, you start to find out. Oh, I could have Googled this. I could have did this shit for free. You feel duped. But that doesn't mean you, you may have wasted your money, but you chose to go there. A quick Google search will tell you all the stuff that you need to know about a lot of these things that these dudes is telling you about. But I gave DJ Envy a lot of grace and I shouldn't have. So therefore, knowing that, okay, he said some were good, some were bad. I made a lot of money with him because we bought properties. I got tenants, so I'm getting money from over here and I'm doing this. It's okay to invest your money, but see, bro, when you understand and when you, a rich person, a person that has a big platform, I don't know how much money he's getting per year. I don't get into that man's pockets. I don't care about all that, but you're a rich dude. And now I'm understanding that unless you make $200,000 a year and above, you're not even a, a, a credited investor. Because you have to make a certain amount of money to be a credited investor. See, I don't know all these things. And these are things that we're starting to learn now that all this stuff is coming out about these dudes. So now that we're understanding these things that are coming out about these dudes and to go back to this Carlos Pena guy, he took this lady's money twice and they were two separate contracts. So we're going to buy properties and you'll get a hundred thousand dollars back out of this deal. So I'll give you a total of $600,000 within a 10 month period because every investment was a five month, uh, guarantee. But here's the kicker. He already owned said properties. These properties were already owned. I don't know if they were rehabbed. I don't know anything. But this lady constantly contacted him and asked him, can you put us in a position where we can see the properties? 
where we can see what's going on. I want to contact the real estate. Da, 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 da. The guy stopped answering his phone. He lost his phone. His father died. And da 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 da. But see, the problem that people like Caesar Pena run into is when you are a scammer and from each way, you got to start paying people off that you already owe. So you have to pay people off that you already owe. So you see a person, you don't think this person is going to do their due diligence and trying to get their, uh, and trying to get their situations in order. These people gave you a half a million dollars. If I give you a half a million dollars, I'm trying to at least double that. I don't want a hundred thousand dollars returned on my $500,000 investment. That's not a lot of money to me because I'm still in the hole. In my opinion, even if you give me my original money back, if I gave you 500, I'm trying to make more than, obviously I got the capital, but if I give you $500,000, I want at least one, a million dollars or 1.2. See, this is the problem. These dudes outsmart themselves and they don't understand. And like the guy said, you're just a face. You're not doing the construction. You're not doing the selling. You're not a real estate agent. But all these dudes running around that real estate moguls and they're doing this. These dudes, when they get money, just like he took this $500,000 from this lady and she was on his ass in January, she wanted to know, all right, where, where is this? Where is that? February, where's my payments? Oh, I called you January 31st. It's now February 14th. Where's my money at? I, you know, honestly, I don't want to hear about your dad dying. That has nothing to do with our personal business dealings. You can grieve all you want to, but even at, at that point in time, all right, well, listen, I'll have the construction company call you. I'll have the real estate agent call you and we'll, and we'll go from there. I, I have to deal with some personal issues, whatever, whatever. Everything is still on track for this five month guarantee. That's all you have to say. These dudes, I lost my phone you're getting in contact with their uh with their secretary you're going to their office building trying to get an in-face meeting the guy gives you thirty thousand dollars no i that is not what i gave you i gave you five hundred thousand i want my 600 back or you give me my original 500 back and this is why i said residual income is is to me is better than me see if if i make a hundred thousand dollars I'm only trying to put in maybe 10, 15, 20. That's a return on investment to me. I don't know anything about this stuff. Some people say is, you know, every investment is not a bad investment and every investment is not a good investment. Every deal, I'll say. Every deal is not a bad deal. Some deals are bad, some deals are good. And that's how you gotta understand. And and maybe this woman had $500,000 to just piss off. So, you know, oh, why not just take it here because this will bring me money. Brings you a hundred thousand dollars. Obviously, you got money, so that hundred ain't touching. But she gave this man two hundred fifty thousand dollars on two separate occasions. Five month guarantee was in the contract. Lawyers drew it up. Whatever. What happens to these scammers is they breach contracts. You cannot take my five hundred thousand dollars and go buy a property. That wasn't the agreement. I, we have two separate contracts on two separate payments of what you're supposed to be doing. 
Then the guy brought up a good point. If you got the money and you got the capital, why are you getting people to invest? You don't need investors. See, what's happening is these dudes are telling, instead of them saying, listen, I got a house right here, $10,000. You give me 50000 You know, instead of these dudes saying this, we're getting foreclosed homes, we're going to put money into it. Just tell the people, be upfront with them. We're getting foreclosed homes, we're going to invest in foreclosed homes. So if you give me $100,000 and we get 10 houses, they all $10,000 a piece. I'm only using your $100,000 to buy the houses. You've already bought into the houses. You have $100,000 in equity in these houses. Now, we draw up a contract and I say, you know, each house, just say each house sells. I'm, I'm saying this is, the, you know, this is foreclosed properties. But just say, all right, I put 65, maybe, no, not even that much. We, we assess. I put out of the 10, I'm using $300,000 of my own money to, you know, to rehab each place. So at that point, my production, my cost for each house, because I don't, I don't, I don't have no, I don't have the equity in buying the homes. I'm just rehabbing them. I've gotten that from you, but I've put the $300,000 in because I wanted to just bring you into this. Not that I need your money, but this is something you told me you want me to help you, whatever, whatever. So I take $300,000 my own money and fix ten, the 10 houses up. Each neighborhood, we look at the comps. Oh, this one house can sell for three fifty. This house can sell for two fifty, and so on and so forth. One house, we can do an income property. You can have proceeds from that. I, I At the end of the day, you still bought these houses. I just took money out of my pocket and fixed the houses up. Or whatever. I'm just giving an estimation. Not every house needs this much uh, work. Some houses need more. Some houses need less work. So I take $300,000 of my money. Maybe this is all the money I got or whatever. And in turn, these 10 houses, these 10 houses could come back and they can make us a million dollars. It depends on how much I promised you. Now, say I promise you 20% return on every house. So just say every house, I, I can promise you, just say I can promise you $25,000 on every house that we return. So... Ten houses. That's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's almost. That's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I bring you back from me selling these houses. But of course, I get more because I put the majority of the money up to, you know, get these houses. So I made it. I might have made out with it. just say, you know, these houses. We just say each house sold for a certain amount of price. And all that totaled up to $2 million or whatever. Still got to pay the construction costs. Still got to pay off your permits. You still got to pay off uh, inspections and all that stuff. I did everything down. You walk away with $250. I walk away with about $800. But if I came to you and asked you for $100,000 to buy properties, and then I don't buy properties... 
I'll just say I already own all these 10 properties. I just needed your hundred thousand dollars to put into the rehab work. No, our original agreement was for you for this money to buy the properties, not for you to rehab. And I said that last night, and I wasn't sure, but it is true. If I come to you and tell you, I got such and such amount of properties, I want you to invest. I want to buy these properties, not rehab them. I want to buy them. I can't take your money and rehab anything. I have to come to you as per our agreement and maybe try to get you to understand so we can amend this original agreement. Right? This is what this guy Caesar did. He took her money. I don't know if he put the money into these properties, but he already owned the properties. He owned these properties. Right? He already owned the properties. So that's a scam right there. What he took her money to do was, I'm going to take my money. I'm going to take this money that I owe such and such or other investors. And I'll give that money to you. You know, uh, not to you. I mean, I'll take the money that I owe you and give it to my other investors. That $500,000, I'm in a $500,000 hole. So they, <clears throat> so this is what they do. They do this quite often. They take your money after they gather your money and they got to pay all the investors off. And they just hoping maybe this lady won't take this five month guarantee series. No, the lady took the five month guarantee series because you guys drew up a contract. Y'all drew up a contract. Y'all have a certain agreement. You cannot breach the contract. And it was also interesting that Jay Morrison, he hasn't released the books or the earnings or whatever money he has left. Cause you know, that stuff you have to release. I didn't know Jay Morrison was losing. He was losing millions of dollars a year off of that Tulsa, Oklahoma fund. I didn't know he was losing. He lost a million dollars one year. He lost $2 million one year. He lost $3 million uh, another year. So at that point in time, if you got $6 million, bro, you already done lost damn near half that money. And see, what happens is these dudes, they start online. They start trying to teach you about stuff they don't know about. A lot of these dudes take what they learned in jail or take what they learned in a few books and they start to add stuff to it without actually sitting down and understanding is all this stuff, you know, accredited. It, can all this stuff be accredited to actually being successful? And it's never that. It's never success. Every time you turn around, somebody's suing Jay Morrison. Got sued by Tony to close. I don't know what exactly would happen. I'm going to have to look that up, but he was getting sued last year by a guy named Will Roundtree, another investor for $150,000. But Jay Morrison, he's a slick dude, man. He has the gift of gab. See, a lot of these dudes, what these, what these dudes can do is they talk. They're real good talkers. That's how they get you because they slick talk. So... 
So what they do is um they slick talk. So they, they talk real fast. They start saying all these big words. A lot of these words you do not understand yourself. You don't understand any um, any of these words yourself. They're banking on you being ignorant. A lot of times what happens is the investors are ignorant. And I'm not saying they're dumb. They just don't know how these things work. So... God Caesar, he took this lady's money. He already owned said properties. And he probably paid off other investors where he owed the money. Then it was other people coming up had proof. They had proof that checks that were written by him were bounced. This is proof. These are not alleged things. Their checks bounced that they took. God said, okay, if you, make, if you got all this money, you can't keep an $11,000 tab if, you, if you're such a mogul. That's what happens. See, what happened during the pandemic, what I'm starting to realize is all that money that was flowing around, these online gurus, these real estate moguls, they had a field day with it. The only thing who didn't like prosper off of that was Jay Morrison because niggas had already started calling him out. Tony the Closer had already put a stain on his reputation. So basically, Jay Morrison was $700,000 in debt and was only making $2,000 a month. This is in 2016. Remember, I was telling you he filed for bankruptcy. But most of his debt came from a breach of contract with a guy named Michael Avant. So what happens is what you can do this guy, Michael Levine, has never came out and talked about it because what happens is you can also put, well, it has to be public record that you lost and you owe this guy money, but he can't talk about the case. We don't know who Michael Levine is. So this guy probably can never talk about it. I think it's some type of gag order on it from what I've seen from the documents, but he owes him $250,000 from a breach of contract. The same Jay Morrison that told you in the early 2010s or in the late 2000s, early 2010s, oh man, you know, I'm a mogul. You MFs ain't no moguls. Y'all can't even pay $11,000 tabs. Y'all can't pay $60,000. Y'all supposed to be living this luxurious, this luxurious lifestyle. These dudes got to sell their homes. They got to sell their homes. They got to liquidate their assets to pay off their investors. They got to liquidate their assets to pay off their mentees. But they prey on the weak. They prey on the people that don't know anything. They prey on the ignorance of the people. And that, it happens all the time. These people shouldn't feel ashamed. You got duped. A lot of people get duped in this, this, this land of opportunity a lot of times the game that they run it's always legal until they forget that they signed a contract with you so and uh, so 
to get deeper into this guy Caesar. Like the guy said, you cannot take my money and 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 start and take my money to pay off construction. You can't do that. That's not our original agreement. And in my opinion, if I sell something, I'm supposed to get a percentage of that which you're selling. Like I said, if I got, if I, if you gave me a hundred thousand dollars and I bought ten houses, just this is all the estimation. And you come back with two hundred and fifty, maybe three. And you come back with anywhere between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars out of that, out of putting a um, hundred thousand dollars in. That's a win to me. That's a large percentage. I know it, a lot of that stuff doesn't work like that, but I'm saying to me, me being ignorant, me being having my thinking cap on, and that's why I said a lot of this stuff isn't worth investing in. Now, what's worth investing in, in my opinion, is getting income properties. If I buy 10 houses and I rent 10 houses out, I make residual income. I make residual, especially in the inflation era right now, I can make residual income of $20,000 a month. Me and you invested in, you know, buying these rehab properties that, that was on the list. We got to see what needs to be done. Whatever, whatever. I know the stuff isn't that uh, uh, cut and dry like that, but I'm just saying income property is where it's at. Get tenants in there, even if we own an apartment building. That's residual income. I can buy an apartment building. And everybody was like, well, the deal fell through with the school to turn it into. And like I said, with the school situation, that's a lot of construction. Zoning. Zoning permits. St- beams have to be a certain, you know, all that shit is, is, is very, very tricky. That's why I opt against taking your hard-earned money, hard-earned money and giving it to these people that you don't know. I don't care if a celebrity vouches for people. Celebrity vouches, celebrities vouch for Democrats. They vouch for certain politicians. Want to know why? Because there's a bag behind them. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, man, it's just like we're, we're going to fall for this stuff because there's a person behind it that we trust and we believe is on the up and up. A lot of times we trust these people because we believe that they're on the up and up about things. And they wind up not being on the up and up. But you know, man, I don't want to harp on this stuff too long. I just want to come back and give you guys a little breakdown of the case against Caesar Pena. And trust me, there's a lot more coming out. He's he's he stands to potentially to lose more than that. Like that lady stands to gain more than that five hundred thousand dollars. He stands to lose more than that five hundred thousand dollars he gained from that woman, <sighs> because what she can do is 
I, she can sue him for court. Well, he's going to have to pay the, the fees of the court. She can sue him for losses, damages. The breach of contract is already $500,000 on. She can stand the gain and sue him for upwards to a million dollars. And like I said, with them type of people, you destroy them. Don't be surprised if this guy Caesar files for bankruptcy. Don't be surprised if he starts selling all his properties that he has. It's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline in the next couple months, man. Um, But like everybody, no, they can't. They can sue you for damages. They can sue you for court costs. They can sue you for lawyer fees. Listen, man, I'm about to get up out of here. I love y'all. Be cool. Be safe. Do not fall for these dudes, these internet gurus, these podcast dudes. And when I say podcast dudes, I'm saying dudes that, that are selling things. So be careful with these dudes, man. They all running the scheme. But listen, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Peace, blessings, grace. I'm out.